Okay, good morning. Today's stuff is that Yud Dalid. Um, yesterday we were discussing Mahmad um, Shloshtan, an interesting way of um, affecting a transaction. And that is if you have, if I say to someone, the money of mine that you have, I want you to give it to Ruvain, I to a third party, if all three parties are present, the one whose money it is, the one who's holding on to the money, and the one and the party, the third party who the real owner wants to give it to, are all present. We say it affects a Kenyan. It is, um, it, it is an effective Kenyan, and then the second party has to give it to the third party. While we, while that's um, relatively novel, is that no one's actually doing a Kenyan on the object. That's all. Uh, it's someone instructing someone else to carry it through. And we say, since it's Bamamach Lashtan, it is effective. We'll see over the page shortly, but we then suggested, initially you would have thought that maybe that's only with something that's in existence, that's, that's there. For example, a water envelope, a clea, a vessel, you know, something that when I say that optimal mind that you have, I want you to give it to so-and-so. However, we've seen there are many opinions that hold this even with a loan. So if I lent you money and I said the money, don't pay it back to me, pay it back to Ruvain, and it's in Ruvain's presence, it's effective. Why that's harder to understand is because there's nothing tangible that I'm giving over. I'm just handing over the right to collect the money. So that's where we left off yesterday, trying to understand why should it even be effective for a loan where it's not, where I'm trying to hand over a right. You should have to do something much more official and effective to hand over the rights to something. So let's go from the third last line of Yud Gimel Amit Beis 13, uh, not third last line, third last word of Yud Gimel Amit Beis uh, 13b. Ella Omar Ravashi, Sarad Ravashi explains what's the reason. From the benefit that the debtor gets from it changing from an old loan to a new loan, he wholeheartedly binds himself to give it over. Uh, what are we saying? That Firstly, let's go back a step and say what a Kenyan really does is it makes the person's actions um, conclusive and it adds a level of finalized to it. And that's why as soon as the person's done the Kenyan, you can assume that they've invested, invested their heart and mind. So here we're saying there's no real Kenyan here. No one's picking up or doing a Salifin or a or Meshicha, but by the fact that who's, who's the responsibility falling on? It's moving, the debtor's responsibility is moving from me to the third party who, who I wanted to give the loan. But that actually is very beneficial to him because he's, he would rather have to deal with a new person than me because remember if he's been dealing with me for the last few months or whatever, it's going to be much harder to get an extension or push me off. 
I'm like, well, you've had it for so long, or I've come and I've asked you for it for the last two weeks. Where's my money? It's going to be much harder. Whereas a new person, well, he says to the new person, look, I'm not supposed to pay you in a week. Can I have an extra week? And the new person is much more likely to acquiesce. So therefore, that really suits the, the debtor. And therefore, he will wholeheartedly bind himself to this deal. So therefore, that... Uh, that benefit is acting as the Kenyan because it, it, it makes sure he does it with a level of finality. It says, says, The people like the family of Baril Yoshif who will tie someone up and extract the money immediately, they never give any extensions at all. It shouldn't be acquired. And let's say I say, You owe me money, and I say, Instead of giving it to me, give it to Ruvain, who's from the family of Baril Yoshif. There's no advantage to you because, as we were saying, the advantage is that, you know, it's a new guy, you're going to be able to push them a bit more because they haven't had, you, you don't have this prior build up of, you know, reluctance, etc. So, with a new guy, you open that. But if it's Ruvain from the family of Baril Yoshif, well, then you know he's not going to give you a second longer. He's actually going to come and uh, beat you up till you pay it back. So, um, so if that's if the spore is that he gives himself over wholeheartedly because it's now a new loan, and the perks that come with it being a new loan, well then if it's to someone like the family of Baril Yashif, if they're the third party, well then it shouldn't work because there's no advantages there. So why would the debtor go through with it wholeheartedly? So maybe you'll say, okay, you're right. If it's a regular person, then it goes through the Mama Choshton worked. If it's not a regular, if it's someone like Baril Yoshif, the family of Baril Yoshif, then it would not work. So he says, no, in came the Satat you've made yourself, your, your halacha very subjective. You know, Chazal try not make it too subjective. They try to make a blanket rule that's applicable across the board. Here, you're now going to have to investigate when this debtor hears who the new creditor is, is he going to be happy with it or not happy with it? What's the records of the, you know, what's the records of the new creditor of this third party regarding collecting loans? It's like really subjective, and I guess if you go to any different base den, you're going to be asking, uh, they're going to give you a different answer based on they, how they profile the new creditor. So that can't be the case. But once that can't be the case, we now have to look for a new reason why does Mahmoud Shloshton work with a loan? So El Oma Ma'ar Zutra, rather Mazutra, says, Hani Tlas Mini Shabin Rabban Kehilfus Abeloi Tama. The following three things are, the following three Gezeiras or Takonas are, that the rabbis made are like a halacha without reason. Either, Rashi says, they like a halacha sinai, that you don't have to have a reason. We know when the Torah says, in this case, Reuven has to pay Shimon, or in that case, Reuven would get punished, but in case slightly different case, Reuven would not get punished. You know, the Torah doesn't have to give us a reason. We accept it as that's the mitzvahs of the Torah, almost exerus akosov. That's what the apostle tells us, and that's what we take as a given. We often try to find reasons, but we don't 
But that's not why we listen to it, and we, it doesn't have to give a reason. So there are these three gazayers we're going to discuss at Chazal Maik that are basically the same. There's no reason. Tosos point out, he says, Masha Moel Viknos, there's no reason why the Kenyan should be effective. And if you follow the rules of Kenyan, there is no Kenyan and it should not be effective. The Xayra. He says, About time, But obviously the sages have a explanation why they made such a takona. They weren't sitting there one day and saying, hmm, let's think, what can we do today? They had a good reason that motivated them, why it works. Well, that is no... Technically, it actually shouldn't work. That's what uh, the Gemara is saying. It says, what are they? So it's Chadoho, the first one is this one. The concept of Mahmoud Shloshta. There's no halachic effective Kenyan that it should work by Aloive. And there's no good explanation why it should work. However, we allow um, Chazal said it. It says, another one is, someone writes all his property to his wife, she's, um, we consider, we don't say he's giving her a gift, we say he's asking her to manage the finances of his children until they're old enough to take over. Again, quite a big leap. He wrote in this document, I give all my property as a gift to my wife. And instead of it, it sounds like instead of it going to my heirs, I want it to go to my wife. And nevertheless, we say he means to make it an happy tropper. The Idich and the third one to Omar Abchanina, Hamesi Isha Libna Godel, if someone makes a wedding for his oldest son, the bias in a house, Kono, he acquires it. Okay, he says if he clears out a, another house he has or builds a house to house the wedding, we assume, we say that he really means to give it to his son. So all of those, is no reason halakhically why it should be effective. What, just because I, um, just because you uh, cleared out a room in your house for your son's wedding, you cleared out one of your warehouses and uh, made it the banquet hall for the wedding. Now, all of a sudden, it belongs to your son. Or just because someone wrote, someone wrote, you know, wrote to their wife, or what they, they printed, they they made a document that they give all the assets to their wife, all the assets to the wife. We assume they mean it just as a as a guardian, but not as an actual owner. And our case, or Mahmoud Shostam, they shouldn't work except based in had their reasons why they wanted to do it, and therefore they valid, again, without the effective mechanisms. So how could Bayesian do it if there's no effective Kenyan, if there's no reason that supports the transaction in the way Chazal explained it how to work? So we have the principle Hefker, Bayesian, Hefker. Bayesian have the power to make something ownerless and give it to someone else. So that's what they're doing here. What's the reason? Why did they make all the institutions? So Tosas, that's that, that same Tosas that says, obviously when we say there's no reason, we're saying on the technical way that Kenyani work, it shouldn't be valid. But obviously Chazal have their reasons. So it's the first one is, Mahmoud Shloshtan is to make it easier to transact. You can't make it too rigorous for every single transaction. You've got to then uh, what's it, stifle the market. Now, when there's, when there's too much red tape, things don't get done. Nothing happens. So they were aware of that, and therefore they said, Mahmoud Shloshnam is effective, and you don't have to go through all the red tape. Um, the second one with the, with the WAF, um, what was that? 
is generally a person would not give all his assets to his wife. He would want some of it to go to his children. Remember, his wife gets her ksupa and she gets looked after. So the main reason he's doing it is to make the children almost... Well, the thing is to make her kaspat. Why? He wrote, I want all my assets to go to her. So it's to... He's doing it in a way that the children have to still respect their mother, or if it's not their mother, his wife, because they're any food, any clothes, anything they want, they're going to have to go through her, so they have to respect her. That's why he's. That's what we say he's doing it. And then the one with the son, yeah, you're right. Just because he cleared out a, a house to have the wedding, the son's just getting married. He's just starting off. In his mind, he's really hopeful and almost reliant on that his father's going to give him this house. So they said, let it stand as a valid Kenyan. Okay, so that's a very interesting state. I love the, um, I like, I found it quite a nice phrase. Shavinu, um, uh, where was it? Um honey, class, merely these three things. Shavinu, Rabbonu, Kehilchaz, Abolotam. The Rabbonu made it like Kehilchaz, like a halokha loisho mesina, that doesn't require a reason. But that's what we said. As we said, it's just mechanically, the transaction shouldn't be effective, but obviously we know why they made such institutions. Okay, carrying on. Omale Rav, the Rav Acha Bardala. Rav said to Rav Acha Bardala, Kav de Mariki Isti Gaboch, the Kav of Saffron that I have by you, Yohiv Leploini Ba'ape, Give it to so-and-so, and I am telling it to you in front of him. So that I don't retract. This implies the Eboy Harabe, he could retract. He says, I'm giving, please, so again, all three are present, but he said, he said, please give it to so-and-so, and I'm saying it in my presence so that I don't retract, implying, that if he, that he could retract. It sounds like, I'm kind of, you know, I'm saying in front of you that I'll give it to you so that I feel bad to retract. But not that it's also for me to retract. But didn't we, haven't we just said, Mama Shloshim is effective and you can't retract? No, he, he wasn't saying that so that I don't retract. He was saying, and I'm telling it in front of you, and such things are not retractable. Says, oh, Omar Rav Chadazim, that didn't Rav already teach us this halacha? I so Rav's teaching the halacha. He's saying, by the fact that I'm telling it in front of him, now I can't, it, I am not allowed to retract. I'm the Kenyan's final. But Rav already told us that. That's what we just saw. Omar Rav Huda, Omar Rav, Monali, Biyotha, Tanayu, Lulplayli, Bamama, Shoshim, Khanah. Rav Huda said in the name of Rav, if I have a money by you and I say, give it to so and so, to a third party, and it's in front of all, and all three are present, it's an effective Kenyan. So why is Rav teaching us the same halacha twice? So he says, no, I would have thought that was something significant, a large gift. But this cup of saffron, which is a, a tiny yet, maybe you don't need before him. Kamash Malan comes to teach that, no, in all cases, for Mahmoud Shlostom to be effective, it has to be in front of all three parties. Uh, you might have said, what's the person? One second. We would have thought, well, the three parties are the, the one whose item it is, the one who's holding on to it, and the party he's giving it to. So if I tell you the money that you owe me, rather give it to Ruvain, if it's in Ruvain's presence, that's Mama Chloshtom, me, you, and Ruvain. That's the three. Um, so that, well, and that's a thing. Sorry. Yeah. Because if it doesn't get paid, 
Where do we go after? So, I guess that the middle, the middle person, <laughs> the third party can go after the middle person. When he goes to, he's going to take him to base and say, so-and-so gave me a gift of a field, gave me the rice to collect alone, and so-and-so is not paying. I, think that, I mean, I think that's the point of saying it's a Kenyan. Yeah. It's yeah. effective, it's as if it's his now. Um, Yeah. So again, you might have thought that the reason we needed to be done in front of all three parties, well, specifically here the third party. I mean, the main discussion is the third party. I can tell you what I want. I can say, you know, the money that you owe me, rather give it to to Ruben or whatever it is, um, is to, as we said, to make sure that he does it wholeheartedly. Therefore, if it's a small gift, it's like, oh, you know, that ten rand uh, I borrowed from you the other day, will you give it to Tarak or will you give it to so and so? It doesn't have to be done in front of a third party because we'll do it wholeheartedly anyway because it's so insignificant. No, for it to be an effective Kenyan, it has to be done wholeheartedly. I would, I would imagine more interesting than your question is the guy wants to retract. said, I know I told you to give that uh, to, uh, to Ruben, but actually not. So then again, no. But retract after the fact? Or? Well, after the fact. That's what I'd like to do. Yeah. But no, it was done in front of all three parties and it's effective Kenyan. And I can't. Yeah. There were these gardeners who did a calculation amongst each other. It seems they had some sort of ta- uh, tax or rent agreement with the landlord, and they each had to pay in a certain share, maybe based on a percentage of the crop or something like that. But they did this calculation, and Pash, Chamesh, Isterizuzi, Gabe, Chanminayu, and one of them had. An extra five istrizuzi. I he hadn't paid. He still owed the landlord another five istri. So They told him, "You give it to the landlord." And they said this all in front of the landlord, Vakano. So now the landlord acquires the rights to collect it from him. Oh, sorry. The Konaminei and the landlord went ahead and did a second Kenyan. So not only the landlord, again, he knew he could go to this consortium and sue the consortium for the rent or the taxes, whatever, exa- whatever exactly it was. But now that they've told this guy in front of the landlord, you pay the five history to the landlord, in front of the landlord, so we have a Mamad Shloshtan. We also have the landlord then going and doing another Kenyan. The Sof, Azal Avod Kushbana, Bain Dilayl and Afshay. And then the guy went home and he redid the calculation. He's like, wait, I just want to check that they got their accounting right. And says, Lo Pash Gabay, Velomidi, and it turned out that he didn't owe anything. So I said, okay, well, we'll go, I'll, I'll discuss when he's believed shortly, but let's just finish the story. So I said, okay, I made the Rav Nachman. I came before Rav Nachman. He says, what, how can I help you? He said, firstly, because of the teaching of Rav Hunama Rav, it's a Mahmud Shloshtam. That's an effective Kenyan. You have to pay the five. And secondly, he did a Kenyan Khalipin to acquire the Raz to collect it from you. So he has to go. There's, you've bound yourself to pay those five history. You can't now say like, you know, no, no. Is he saying, I'm not giving the money? Is he saying, I know I owe the five, but I refuse to owe? He's not saying that. He's saying, I don't owe it. 
Okay, he's not refusing payment. He's saying what I accepted that I would pay, what I thought I owed and I agreed to, I actually don't owe. So I've never agreed to lay out money. So I'm a lay. Ah, oh, Sarah Nagma says, oh, good point. In Cain, Kenyan Batal, so it's a Kenyan based on a mistake, a false premise, the whole Kenyan Batals, Khaiser. And any Kenyan based on a false premise is retractable. I again, the Kenyan's effective on obviously only on the agreement. If it's not what the agreement is, you can't say, well, you did a Kenyan. So I can't say, oh, I'll sell you my, my house and we do a Kenyan or whatever. And you say, oh, thanks for your car. So that, but that's basically what happened here. He said, oh, we'll perform a Kenyan on the five history that you have that you should not have. And he's like, okay, fine. And he did a Kenyan on that. Turns out he didn't have those five history. Someone else had them. Someone else in the consortium actually had the five history. So he, that's what we mean, a Kenyan betov. And Tosot here is very interesting. He says, um, it's Dibra Mask of Allah. He says, Perush um, When he redid the calculation himself, he realized that he actually didn't have five extra history. He says, Everyone else must have agreed to him. They said, oh, what? Well, you're actually right. Now that we look at the way you've done the calculation, we agree to you. Or, or he could prove it with clear edus to lo pashka bay midi that nothing was with, with him. And it's much more from the Rach and Rabbeinu Tam that obviously he's not believed by himself. Once he's agreed, they said, look, we've done the accounts. <laughs> we've submitted our tax returns and you owe extra tax. He can't just come along and say, well, I went home last night and I looked at it and I don't. It must be one of you guys. He's not believed. He would either have to show them and they would say, oh, yeah, you're right. Or he would have to bring aid in that the, to verify his claim. Um, okay, and then he just goes into when uh, you can retract on something like that or not. Itmar, it has been said. Pardon? About halfway down the page, the first word of the line is Kinyan. Someone says, Take this money to Ploini that I owe him. Rav says, You're liable for the Achrayos, to, for a, to keep um, responsibility. I.e., what does it mean, Chayav Achrayus? If it goes missing on the journey, the original, the center, the Mishalach is still responsible for it. Again, until it arrives in the creditor's hand, the Mishalach is responsible. However, the Imbolats are an opposite. However, if he wants to take it back, he can't. So I ask you, I say, oh, you're going to, uh, you're going to so and so take this Hoylech. We'll see, Hoylech is important. Hoylech, take this money to him. Now, Rav says, until it actually reaches his hand, I'm still responsible as the sender. That's the money I owe him. But once I've put it into your hands, I can no longer say, you know what, actually, I don't know if I guess, trust you'll get it there. Dangerous journey. Leave it with me. Once I've put it in your hand to, to give to him, I can't take it back. 
Shmuel Omar mitoyshe chayv achriyusa im bolasok chayzer. Shmuel says no, by the fact that you're still responsible for it, if you want to retract, you can retract. So I say, oh, you're going to Cape Town? Will you please take this money for me? And I say, oh, I didn't realize you're going on a road trip. Road trip's way too dangerous, taking too long. Leave it, I'll find someone who's flying there and it will be a better journey. Or leave it for me, I'll take it when I go. So Shmuel says you can retract, Rab says you can't retract. Because we'll see, Lamer Bahakimiflegi. Let's suggest they arguing based in the following. Now the following explanation is going back to the principle that we started with in the Mishnah is Mazakil Aram Shalabafanov. You can do something on you can act on behalf of someone when it's a benefit, but not when it's a responsibility. So granted it's good for the creditor, for the person to take this money. Because again, the, the, the main thing you want is for the debtor to hand over the money. Until then, the creditor is always at risk. So it suits the creditor for this shaliach to acquire the money on his behalf. But it does not suit the debtor. So when me as the debtor asks you to deliver this money for me, and you say, okay, I'll deliver it, are you acquiring it on his behalf or not? So, so according to both those opinions, <coughs> unless I've given you permission to acquire it, you can't acquire it because you're acquiring it on behalf of the creditor is detrimental to me. So the one opinion holds is like acquiring. And that's why Rab says once I've given it, if I say deliver this money, then it's as if I've said, acquire it on his behalf. It's as if I've said, acquire it on his behalf. Therefore, as soon as I give it to you, I can't retract. And the other opinion, Shmuel holds, no, when I say deliver it to him, I'm not saying acquire it on behalf, on his behalf. And even though it's good for him, so you might think that you can acquire it on behalf, it's detrimental to me because now I've lost the money. So therefore, I can't. Therefore, you can't. Since Hoyleich is not Kazakhi Dami, you can't acquire it on behalf. And that's why you can't retract. Why are you still liable? Why you still have achrayos? Because you have to make sure that the, you as the borrower have to make sure the money reaches the debtor's, the creditor's hand. And until it does, you're responsible for it. So you have, you're the one who's going to have to uh, take out the insurance with the career. Career. Says loy, not necessarily. Everyone holds that when you say, please deliver this, it's as if you're saying acquire it on his behalf. So what are they arguing on here? So here the question is, do we say since the loyve is still liable, he reserves the right to retract? Or do we say that Hoyle Kazachi, it's a proper acquisition and he can't retract? Says Mar Sovar Lomrina Migoi. Mar says we don't say Migoi. Oh, we don't say since I'm still responsible for it till it actually reaches his hand, I reserve the right to retract. Umar Sovar Lomrina Migoi. And Shmuel says we do say Migoi. Tanya Kabai said the Rav, there's a price uh, in line with Rav. If someone says, deliver this money that I owe so and so, or give this money to so and so that I owe to him, or deliver, take this money to Ploini, or Picodon Sheyesh Lobayoti, 
the deposit that he has in my hand, I entrusted me to keep something for him. Tain. Mana leploidi picarod sheyesh labiyadi. So again, so whether he says deliver this money, that's a picaron, or he says give this money, that's a picaron. Chayav b'achrayusa, you liable, you responsible for it. If anything happens to it on the way, on the delivery, the imbalas are enochazer. And if you come to retract, you are not allowed to retract. So again, what this b'risa made very clear is whether you say hoyleich the money that I owe, or tain give the money that I owe. Or whether you say, Hoyleich delivered this picard on this money that he's entrusted with me. Not The first one was a loan. This is just his asked you to look after it. Or whether you say, Tain, give, Hoyleich Tain. In all those cases, you're still liable for it until it reaches his hand. However, you cannot retract. Remember, Shmuel said, if you say, Hoyleich, you can retract. And this price says, you cannot. It's clearly like Rav. Al-Gamara says, Al-Gamara says, what do you mean? He should be able to say, I don't want my picodon in anyone else's hands. And therefore, he can retract. I, when you ask me to look after an envelope of cash, I can't give that to anyone. I can't entrust that to anyone else to look after for you. You might not trust anyone else. You might not trust the person artist I want to give it to. So therefore, when I give it to this guy to deliver to you, you never approved it. And therefore, it should be invalid that I gave it to him. And therefore, I should be able to retract. No, the case is where the borrower or the person who's uh, looking after the picodon has been proven to be a liar. I recently, there was a whole scandal in the community because this guy, this uh, person who's looking after the picodon, was found guilty in court of denying someone else a picodon. And it turned out that he was lying. So now you are only too happy for me to hand it over to a third party that you don't know. Generally, you give me some, you trust me with something to you, you trust me to look after something for you. You're going to be very upset if I give it to another person to look after because you, you don't know them as that. But here, since the guy has been proven a liar in court, you're only too happy that I've given it to a third party that you don't know. So that's Rabbi Zayr Habalei. Now a story along these lines. Rabbi Sheshes, Habalei Ashrasa Desar Belei B'Mechuzah. Rabbi had a debt for wool and um, for coats in Mechuzah. He had like left some coats for people to sell there and they sold them. So now they owed him the money for it. Oh, you're going to Mechuzah. When you come back, will you bring the money for me? So Ozal Yavinalei, he went. And they gave it to him. And now the people, the, the guys who owed Rav Sheshis the money said to Rav Yosef Bar-Hava, we want you to acquire responsibility for the money. Uh, we know that we're responsible for the money until it reaches Rav Sheshis's hands, as we've just discussed. The whole journey, it's the debtor who's responsible for the money until it reaches the creditor. But we want you to acquire that responsibility for us. I perform a Kenyan Khalipin that you take on that responsibility. So Amalei in and the Sophie Shamidu. He says, okay, no, it's fine, I'll do it, I'll do it, I'll do it. And in the end, he avoided them. Isaac kind of like said yes to brush him off, but he never actually went through it. Pardon? So when he returned the money to, or when he came back to Rav 
Shai says, what did he say? Amalei, Shai Piyavadata. Oh, what you did was very, very smart. He says, Deloi Shabisa Nafshech, you didn't make yourself. Ebed Loi Veli Ishmaelve, that a Loive is a slave to the Malve. Lishna Afrina, slightly different version. Shai Piyavad, Ebed Loi Veli Ishmaelve. It's a good thing what you did, that you left them as the slaves to the creditor. I'm um, not sure what the difference is between the different versions, but basically there's a principle that the Pasuk says, Ebed Loi Veli Ishmaelve. And that's teaching us, you know, someone who's indebted to someone else is, in a way, enslaved to them. You're bound to them. So Rabbi Yoy said, well done for not accepting the responsibility to make sure I get the money, because you would have made yourself into a slave in that degree. I was wondering, what was bothering me a lot, and I didn't see any answers, but I, I didn't get a chance to look too carefully, is Rabbi Shesh has asked Rabbi Yosef to fetch the money. So why should the debtors be liable? Granted, Rav Yosef might not be liable, but as soon as Rav Yosef's received the money from the debtors, shouldn't Rav Shashas be responsible? It's like if I ask you to go to Gavin and say, when you go past Gavin, will you collect it for me? What, you, Gavin's still liable until it actually reaches me? I don't know, that, that was bothering me a little. Okay. Rabbi Ababar, um, Rabbi Afa, you know, even stronger, Tosas here say, um, they point out that even though we said we said above, you can't retract. Sorry, you can retract. Um, generally, here they can't even retract because I've shown I approve, Rabshashas approved of who they gave it to to deliver. So they, once they handed it over to Rabbi Yosef, they're never allowed to retract from that. And yet they're still liable. And this is Rav Shaysh has asked them to give it to Rav Yosef. It seems they could, they might. I mean, obviously it was in their power to say, look, we don't know Rav Yosef. Or we don't know that he knows uh, the best way. We don't trust him and we're not handing over the money. Even though Rav Shaysh was happy for Rav Yosef to take it. All that does is it makes it that they can't retract. But strictly speaking, um, they don't have to hand it over. They could say, no, we insist on handing it over to Rav Shashas ourselves or appointing our own uh, career. But, uh, um, but that's, uh, but yeah, but I, th- I found that quite interesting. Okay, Rabach, another story. Rabach, Bar, Yoshia, Havelei, Ispaka, the Kaspar, Ben Hadai. Rabach, Bar, Yoshia had a silver vessel in the Hadai. Omar, Lahu, Lerebidostai, so he said to Rabbi Doisai and Rabbi Yanai, says, when you go to the Hartai, will you please bring back that silver vessel for me? So Ozul, they went, and the people who were looking after the silver vessel gave it to him, to them, and Omrulahu Nikdominai, whoever they said, but we want you to perform a Kenyan on it. We want you to take the responsibility for the, take, pick up the insurance for the journey. So Omri Lahu, Lot, they said, we refuse. Omri Lahu, Halal, okay, so give it back to us. You're not going to take responsibility that you're going to deliver it to, who was it, right, the Ravacha? Well, then we don't want to let you be the delivery guys. We want to, we'll, we'll make our own plan. So give it back to us. Now, interesting, are, are they allowed to give it back to him? So as we've just seen, we pass him like rap, that once you've handed it over to the delivery, to the shliach, you're not allowed to take it back. So really, 
When these guys in Adai said, give us the silver be- vessel back, Rabbi Dustai and Rabbi, uh, and Rabbi Yossi are not allowed to go. However, Rabbi Dustai, Rabbi Yana, Omer Lehu, in, he says, sure, take it back. And Rabbi Yossi, Barkei, for Omer Lehu, law. He says, no ways, I'm not giving it back. The halachis are not allowed to. Have a call, Matsarulay. So they started harassing Rabbi Yossi to try to get it back. And Omer Lehu, Chazumar, Hechi, Kaafid. And they, and so, so Rabbi Yossi turned to his friend, his travel partner, Rabbi Dustai, and said, Help me out here. Look, they're beating me up for this, uh, to get the silver vessel back. So Omar Luhu, so what did Rabbi Dustai say to these guys in our He says, Tav Ramulai, ah, give him a good beating for not giving it back. So Kiyazilak Abbe, when they returned to Rabakha, Omar Lehu, Hazimar, Loimi Stai, Delosasi, and El Omar Luhu, Nami, Tav Ramulai, he said to him, They got to Rabakha. And Rav Yossi says to Ravacha, look what Rav Dostai did. Not only did he not help me by trying to keep the vessel that we were supposed to, halachically we were supposed to keep it and make sure to give it to you once they hand it over to us. Not only did he not help me, he actually told them to beat me up. He actually told them to make, to, to sort me out to make sure they get a back. So Amalei, Amai Tamilachi, so Rav Yossi said to Rav Dostai, why did you do this? So he says, Omalei, so he said to them, basically those were guys who don't, they were, they were part of the mafia, like guys who don't mess with. There's a sense of actually, we measure it by the You measure them in meters. You, know, you don't say they're 186 centimeters. These guys were so big, you measure them in meters. And all that, the Koven their clothes were intimidating clothes. They were wearing, uh, they, they were dressed like gangsters. They weren't, uh, um, they had tattoos all over them. Um, they spoke from their middle, very deep voices. And then even their names were scary. They, they had um, different animals. Uh, wild one, lion, they had all these intimidating names. And the head of them's name, nickname was the elephant. So Aimrim Kaftov Kaiftim. So, and if they were to tell their servants or their, their buddies, you know, beat him up, they'd beat him up. And if they would tell their buddy, you know, kill him, they would kill him. And if they told, if they then decided to kill the stai, poor, my poor father Yana, he, would, he wouldn't have another son like me. So he says it was, it was a life-threatening situation when the mafia says, don't, or these gangsters say, don't uh, give it back to us. You don't argue with them. So again, Ravacha just want to check, says, do they have connections to the government? Says, yes. Are they like treated very well that they have uh, horses and uh, chariots that run after them? So not only are they in their own right dangerous, they have connections to government to the degree that they walk in public like uh, royalty. I mean, like, uh, like our friends in, uh, in this country, in the ANC and ESCOM and all of them. They treat it like royalty, even though they think this. Our friend says, Omalei, hey, he says, yeah, that's who we're dealing with. So, Omalei, yeah, he says, okay, what you did was good. You didn't. <laughs> There's a very interesting question elsewhere. This, are you allowed to damage someone's property to save your life? 
I mean, this is touching on that discussion. Is he allowed to return? The halacha is, if someone's given you an item to deliver, you have to take it and deliver it. You're not allowed to give it back. That's what we saw from Rav. But he says, look, your life was in danger if yeah, it was appropriate to give it back. Um, okay. Deliver this money. I give this gift to so and so. And he tries to look for the person. So he says, take it to Ruvain. You know, oh, you're going to Cape Town, please take this for me. Give it to Ruvain. He gets to Cape Town and he can't find Ruvain. Tony had The one opinion says, you give it back to the sender. But Tanya Idir, Yorshe, Mishan No, you give it to the heirs of who he was sent to deliver it to. So you can't find Ruvain in Cape Town, you give it to his dad, you give it to Ruvain's children. Interesting, that's why it must be a um, gift, because if it was a debt, obviously you give it to the heirs. Here we're discussing the gift, so the question is, must you give it back to me, who said, please go give this gift to Rufay, or do you give it to the, the heirs of the person I sent you to give it to? So we have a machlokas, do you give it back to the sender, the mishalach, or to the heirs of the one who it was sent to? Maybe they're arguing the following, the second price so hold, when you say deliver it, it's like you acquired it. So you acquired it as I gave it to you to deliver. You acquired it on behalf of Ruvain. No, not discussing responsibility here. We're saying you acquired it on behalf of Ruvain. So it's Ruvain. Therefore, when you arrive in Cape Town and you can't find Ruvain, you give it to Ruvain's heirs because you already acquired it on his behalf. As soon as I ask you to deliver this gift to him. So in the other opinion, the whole saying deliver it is not saying acquire it. And therefore, you can't acquire it until. You actually give it, and therefore you give it back to me. So Abba Rabbi Abba Ba Mama do Kuli Amo Hoylech Lach Kizaki. Rabbi Abba Ba Mama say no. Everyone holds Hoylech is not like Zaki. Below Kasha, Abba Bari, Abba Shchimayra. And there's no difficulty. Here we're dealing with a healthy person, and here we're dealing with a Shchimayra. I, in general, if I ask you to deliver something, it's not a delivery. It, it, it doesn't mean acquire it. It means act as a delivery agent. It's still mine until he gets it. However. If a shchivmer or someone on their deathbed says, please deliver this gift to so-and-so, you take that as, as, as a Kenyan, he's asking you to deliver it and give. Because remember, we always take the words of shchivmer very seriously, with greater weight. Razvid Omar Hava Hava Shchivmer, Razvid says, no, both cases are a shchivmer. And Hoda Aisila Makabal Bashas Matan Maus, Hoda Laisila Makabal Bashas Matan Maus. The difference here is, was the recipient still alive when the shchivmer handed over the money? That's the difference. So you arrive in Cape Town and you find out, oh, he died two weeks ago. He died even before the Shrimero gave it to you. Well, then no one acquired it. But if Ruvain was alive when the Shrimero gave it to you to deliver, you acquire it on behalf of him, I mean, the Shrimero, and you would still give it to his heirs. But Papa, Papa gives a different answer. Hover, hover, Bori, hot him. And no, both are where he's alive. Here is where the. <coughs> Where the Makabel died while the giver was still alive, I therefore he's able to retract. The person, I can say to you, I asked you to deliver it to Ruvain. Ruvain's died, so give it back to me. Says then Horda makes no sense but if the giver died before, so Ruva so someone asked you to deliver this gift to Ruvain. He died. No, he died. And then you arrive in Cape Town and you can't find Ruvain. 
So Rav Papa says, in that case, you still give it to Ruvain's heirs because mitzvah lishmoa dibra meis, in Rashi Bantan, there's a mitzvah to listen to the deceased. I, it's not a, interesting enough, it's not a kinyon or anything, but there's a special mitzvah to listen to the deceased. Let's do the next point. Let's say this question of if I ask you to deliver something, am I saying acquire it on his behalf as well? Is a machloikas tanaim. The tanya, as we learned in a brisa, you're going to see quite a few opinions in this. If I say deliver this to so and so, and you go and you look for so and so, you can't find him, you return it to the sender. If the sender has died, you give it back to the heirs of the Mashalach. When someone asks you to give a gift to Ruvain, if you can't find Ruvain, you don't give the gift to his heirs. Rashi points out, who, say, uh, well, yeah, who says um, they, the gift was intended for Ruvain, not Ruvain's children? Another opinion says, remember, Yeshomim is referring to a certain stage. They say they're those who say you give it to the heirs of the recipient. You have to fulfill the conditions of the maze. If the sender has already died, then you carry out his instructions even though there wasn't a valid Kenyan. The Chachamim say, no, they split it. You split it between the sender, or the heirs of the sender, and the recipient. Because we're not sure whether it's supposed to go through or not. And the Khan, and here in Babel, Omru Koma, whatever the Shliach wants to do, he can do. Rashi doesn't mean he can do whatever he wants, he means he's got to evaluate. When Ruvain said, deliver this to. To my friend Shibori Cape Town. Was it specifically because Shimon was very close but he wasn't a fan of Shimon's children? Maybe they were good family friends, he loved them all. You've got to try and make that sort of calculation. And that's very similar to Omri Shimon Anasi Al Yadeh Hamasa for Omri Yasuloyoshimanashimashala. Shimon Rebi Shimon Anasi said, Ah, you know, such an incident happened with me and I was told to return it to the heirs of the Mishalach. The first three opinions hold And they also hold that even though the recipient, the, the sender has died, they don't hold for this concept of mitzvah, you, you listen to what the base commanded. That's not opinion. You don't have and the other opinion, the Yesh Omrim hold that Hoyleh is Kazaki. And the opinion of Rabbi Yehuda Anasi, etc., in the name of Rabbi Meir, also holds Hoyleh Lab Kazaki. However, he holds, since the sender has died, you're right. You should give it back to the sender. But the sender has died, so there's a new obligation of fulfill his dying wishes. Fulfill his last will. Well, halachic, I mean, it's not stronger because there's no Kenyan or anything, and I don't think it's necessarily enforceable in court. I mean, that you can debate, but it's the right thing to do. So even though the heirs of Ruva and the sender are entitled to it, they should fulfill the will of their father and still give the gift to Ruben or to Ruben's head. 
The last two opinions are in doubt. So the Chachamim say, you divide it out of doubt. And here in Babel they say, the person should use his discretion. As he said, like what's his uh, relationship with Ruvain and his family? And um, Rabbi Yehuda Nasi brings the story, but basically that they paskin like Rabbi Nason and Rabbi Yaakov. So that's the, that's the suggestion, that we have a, a big machlok, a, a five way, is it five ways, one, two, three, four or five ways of how to deal with this scenario, when the sender asks you to deliver something and you can't, the sender subsequently dies and the recipients also died, who do you return it to? Should it go back to the Mishalach? Should it stay with the heirs of the Mishalach or the thing and permutation from that? But it comes out from how we've explained it that it is a machlokes tenoim. Whether when he says take, take, please deliver this, does he mean acquire it on his behalf? And we'll leave it there for today.